Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello and welcome everyone. It's your old friend me, Katie Patrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. Thumbs up, two thumbs up. Two, one. Nine. Now, before we get started, I do want to show some love to our brand new sponsor that we just got called Switch to America. And we've been talking endlessly about how the world has gone crazy. It's mad, I say. We have supply, <laughs> supply chain issues. We have record-setting inflation. We have sky-high grass prices. I don't know where you are, but where it is, mm, too high. Now, we all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all the way during the pandemic. And then the little guys, you, me, the small business owners, regular Joes, except Joe Biden, we're forced to close. Now, the question is, what are we going to do about it, David? Well, we can start by visiting our friends at switchtoamerica.com. Visit switchtoamerica.com right now to see all the alternatives you can buy that are made right here in the good old USA. Again, switchtoamerica.com. If you love this country, support American companies. And uh, speaking of an American company or a company all, all across the United States, it's fall here in America. That <laughs> means we're going to go out to our apple orchards, wherever they may be, and hopefully you go pick an apple a day to keep the doctor away. Well, David and I decided we're going to taste test some apples from a local orchard where I work and get a little education from the apples so we can learn more about them so that you know which apple is the best one to eat just on its own. Which one should we bake with? Which one should we make applesauce with? And which one should we just throw at David? We learned that on this episode of The Lunch Line. Apples. They say one a day keeps the doctor away, but which one is the best? We're about to find out which has the sweetness, which has the tang, which has the crisp, and which has the juice. And then we're going to let you know which should be used for applesauce, for apple pie, for apple crisp. It looks like it could be like a, a apple potato. There you go. There you go. It's unlike any other apple you see on this table. And it most closely resembles a pumpkin than any apple that we've sampled so far. But it's still not a pumpkin. <laughs> a lot of important decisions to be made with apples. Uh, just under those important decisions with pumpkins and pumpkin spice. But anyway, friends, it's that special time of week when we all grab our pumpkin, pumpkin spice products and gather to hear the latest dirt coming out of the education establishment from our very own Alex Newman. Hey, Alex. Thanks, guys. Uh, really great to be here. And uh, another one of those crazy stories. Uh, you know, I want to start with a story that we probably all heard as children about the little boy and the, uh, the emperor who had no clothes. Right? Uh, for those who haven't heard the story, you get this uh, goofy emperor and uh, some uh, shysters, some, some con men uh, offer to sell him this uh, incredible, beautiful set of clothing. Um, but only stupid people can't see it. Right? Uh, all, all smart people can see these clothes. Uh, so the emperor, uh, you know, not realizing he's being played for a fool, said, oh, wow, what beautiful clothes. He doesn't want anybody to think he's stupid. Uh, so he buys this uh, beautiful alleged robe uh, from these con men and uh, he parades out in front of his people naked uh, thinking that he's wearing this beautiful clothes and only stupid people can't see it uh, and a little boy points out uh, hey the emperor is naked and um, you know, that's all I can think about while I'm reading this uh, the, these uh, elite so-called uh, private schools in New York City uh, overpriced uh, indoctrination centers are now subjecting parents 
to the mandatory racist harangues and brainwashing uh, of uh, anti-racism and diversity and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they are refusing to allow children of parents who won't go to these nonsense sessions uh, into their schools. Um, and uh, quite a few parents are upset about it. Uh, so the New York Post actually broke this story and they found uh, at least five examples of these uh, super elite private schools in New York City that were conscripting parents into these stupid uh, mandatory racial brainwashing sessions. Um, there was a, a few of the schools that said they were technically optional, but uh, parents who were there actually said that, um, you know, they were they were taking attendance and uh, any parents who didn't show up, uh, you know, their kids were were kicked off the uh, the admissions list. And so according to uh, the Post, uh, these schools cost about sixty thousand dollars per victim, uh, I mean, per student uh, per year. And um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I, I couldn't make sense of, it, it wasn't indicated in the articles that I saw about this, is why would any parent waste a single penny paying to have their children brainwashed with the same garbage that uh, their taxes are already paying for in the government's brainwash camps? That that I couldn't make sense of. But uh, yeah, one of the schools they had is uh, Brearley School. Uh, this is an expensive uh, indoctrination center for girls, and that's in Manhattan. And they've got this uh, application where uh, it says uh, parents are expected to attend two diversity equity and inclusion and anti-racism workshops per year. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, a lot of people call it die, right? Diversity, inclusion, and equity because it is so deadly. It's just uh, so preposterous. Uh, but it's the new euphemism they have for this racist trash they teach to children where basically uh, if you uh, come from uh, European ancestors, then you are inherently racist. You are inherently an oppressor. Uh, and if you come from a BIPOC background, a black, indigenous, people of color, uh, then you are inherently a victim. You are inherently oppressed. And so uh, the, the um, parents at these places have to uh, sign this crazy statement. Uh, you see it on your screen right now. It's uh, we expect teachers, staff members, students, and parents to participate in anti-racist training and to pursue meaningful change through deliberate and measurable actions. Uh, these actions include identifying and eliminating policies, practices, and beliefs that uphold racial inequality in our community, uh, which it would include being a Republican, being a conservative, liking the Constitution, uh, believing that America is a great nation instead of an institutionally oppressive, uh, structurally racist hellhole. Um, there, there's uh, one of the uh, anti-racist kooks that they brought in for all of this as promoting this uh, Ibram X. Kendi stuff. Uh, this guy is such a lunatic. Uh, he actually proposed uh, very seriously that America needs a constitutional amendment for a department of anti-racism. Uh, and this body uh, would not be politically appointed. It wouldn't be elected. It would be formally trained experts on racism. Like, wow, how convenient. Ibram X. Kendi, right? Uh, and this would be uh, responsible, he says, for pre-clearing all local, state, and federal public policies. In other words, a racial dictatorship beyond the accountability of voters or elected representatives. Um, yeah, what could possibly go wrong, right? Racial dictatorship. Hmm. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, so this is where they're going, folks. Uh, there's another one of these schools that's uh, called the Horace Mann School. Who in the world would name their school after a lunatic like Horace Mann? I don't know. But uh, they require these uh, family learning sessions where they praise the work of this racist lunatic Robin D'Angelo. Uh, that's the author of White Fragility and uh, among other absurd and racist things. Uh, she claims that all descendants of Europeans are racist, and you cannot not be racist if your ancestors came from Europe. Um, and so they had a trainer there, uh, some wackadoodle named Taylor, and he says, uh, how can we take D'Angelo's message that you are racist, white people, uh, and make it applicable to all communities in the Horace Mann community? Uh, he was mumbling through a, a face diaper that said Black Lives Matter and I can't breathe, bluey blue. Uh, he says, I don't want to be in white spaces. Okay, well, who knows what a white space is? Um, thought we ended those, uh, you know, 
in the 60s when all segregation was finally ended. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is insane, folks. I can't m- imagine how any person w- would even be accept uh, money to subject their children to this kind of insane bra- brainwashing, much less pay money to have their children uh, destroyed with this sort of nonsense. But uh, it, it, I think, proves that the old uh, biblical cliche, a fool and his money are soon parted. Um, absolutely true. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Well, we have arrived at a moral and cultural tipping point in America and are in desperate need of a wake-up call. There are over 300,000 churches in this nation, but fewer people than ever are living out their faith in public. The influence of Christianity has steadily decreased while our culture has become secularized. We may have reached a Bonhoeffer moment. Our religious freedoms are under attack. And as the nation lurches further left and millions of Christians don't vote in elections, hello, some believe there's still time to prevent the complete destruction of our nation. I'm not so sure. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. Our decline began about a century ago, but in the last 50 to 75 years, millions of religious citizens have lived their busy lives and watched this country spiral downward in every way. Sin is celebrated in public. Evil is called good. Biblical literacy of Christians today is at an all-time low. Attacks on the truth, free speech, and the Constitution, however, are at an all-time high. Like many of us, author of the new book, Letter to the American Church, Eric Metaxas has been trying to send an urgent wake-up call to pastors and believers across the country. He believes that as Christians go, so goes America. Metaxas states, quote, It is the silence of the American church on a host of issues today that many people say, Oh, that's not a gospel-related issue. I don't want to be divisive. I don't want to be political. It is that silence which directly parallels the silence of German Christians in the early 30s, and it led to the satanic evil of the Nazi takeover of that culture where they crushed the church, end quote. Roughly a third of German pastors and churches compromised and were silent in the face of evil. Metaxas also says that if only another few thousand Protestant pastors had resisted tyranny at that time and spoken out, the Nazis would not have succeeded. Drawing a parallel to America, what doomed the German church and nation is happening here 
and we don't even seem to see or understand it. Cultural Marxism has infiltrated the major institutions, advancing wicked leftist ideologies like abortion on demand, discrimination against Christians, socialism, transgenderism in public schools. Sadly, even some churches are playing along. Our own government is now openly hostile to, toward those who used to be protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution. Metax, uh, many of us have been censored, and Eric Metaxas explains how his national radio show was wiped off YouTube because he dared address controversial topics. He also said this, quote, Suddenly people said, oh, you're not allowed to talk about that. And I said, this is America. People have died so that we can talk about anything freely. But a chill has fallen over this country and the church has been silent. And there are voices in the church now advocating silence, saying, just, just don't be political, end quote. Now, I, I often remind people that someone's morality will be legislated by those who are elected and sent to represent we, the people. Wouldn't you prefer biblical morality rather than the godlessness and wickedness and demonic policies that we're seeing unleashed and implemented these days? The church's silence is especially hurting young people in many measurable ways, including confusion, depression, sexual brokenness, and suicide attempts. So are we finally willing to really trust Jesus and pray, speak out, stand for righteous causes, and vote? The Blaze TV staff said there is a sinister left-wing agenda being carried out across the country. The FBI, for example, is making examples of peaceful pro-life demonstrators such as Paul Vaughn. He is yet another man of faith arrested by force and intimidated who faces up to 11 years in prison. The same tactics were used against Mark Houck. Just weeks ago, I reported on Biden's Justice Department neglecting its duty and choosing not to arrest one single arsonist, vandal, or pro-abortion terrorist in the more than 100 cases since May, where pro-life pregnancy centers and churches were attacked, vandalized, or firebombed. The Blaze stated, Church and state has been warped into state versus the church, and claimed as of last week there have been no indictments for the over 170 attacks on Catholic targets since May of 2020. That's a lot and says a lot. Now, we can't expect true justice from our current government, of course, but we can speak out and call out injustice. There are consequences when Christians take the path of least resistance and when Americans ignore evil. People need to dust off their Bibles get engaged. America needs to dust off the Constitution and speak up. Are you in or out? At this point, the choice is still ours. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U- C-A-T-E-D, educated. Support this show and a great American company.
Well, let's take a little time to find out what is trending left. And let me start things off by saying, Mom and Dad, we preach day after day after day about how you are the most important influencer in your child's life. So why, oh why, in the whole wide world are we seeing more and more examples of parents exposing little children to perverted men dressed in women's clothing? Stop forcing this upon your kids. But that's where we're gonna start today with the cutest three-year-old girl attending a drag show complete with cheers and music and cash tips for men dressed like women. Here we go. First drag show. First drag show ever. Baby over here, look at this. What's your name, Sweetheart? What's your name? I'm Lily. How old are you? You're three? Gorgeous. Look at this little angel. You want a shot? was a three-year-old she's cute but that was a three-year-old whose parent I assume was the one giving the money to her to then give to the man for flinging his leg up and down all right well we're going to continue the madness by heading to Columbia South Carolina where an outdoor pride event of course featured a drag queen only this drag queen welcomed what appeared to be about a five-year-old girl on stage to dance with him again I, I remind you these these are men who want to dress like women and dance for people wearing mere threads. So after the drag queen danced with the little girl, he then enlisted her to help collect cash from the audience during the spectacle on. And of course, to remind you of this little girl's innocence, you can see her there collecting money while also holding on to a little red balloon. That poor, poor girl. Wasn't there a horror movie that involved a red balloon? It, I do believe, is the name of that. So maybe maybe that's what was going on there. Now, I wish we could say we were done, but next we head to Austin, Texas, where a young girl, maybe nine or 10 years old now, I guess we're getting a little bit older here, can be seen copying the dance moves being demonstrated by gay men on stage. And as you can see, the girl is front and center at this musical festival, learning just how to twerk and dance provocatively as gay men put on a, of course, family-friendly show for all ages to enjoy. And let's not forget that her proud parents are likely, and I, I guess hopefully in, in this instance, the ones who are filming this little dance show for her because our kids pick up on exactly what is modeled in front of them. And, you take these kids to the twerking, they're going to learn to twerk. Maybe they'll have a future in music videos. But let's trade one mind manipulation for another one as an Ohio teacher who's all about promoting the rainbow agenda has been deemed the pride flag lady for encouraging students to make every day pride day in school. Last week, I brought pride flags to school to pass out to students. And um, like, we got the whole gang here. Um, and I know they're from Amazon, but we're balling on a budget. But now, every day it looks like a pride parade in our hallways, and it's just the best. Hopefully she's not teaching again next year, because clearly her only agenda item is to have these pride flags be everywhere, because she wants to taste the rainbow at all points of the day. Now, finally, 
let's wrap things up with a video that really sums up what we've been talking about for months. We know what teachers are pushing in classrooms across the country, and now we have substitute teachers who want their turn to preach at the woke altar. So I'm a substitute teacher, and I'm also non-binary, so I, every single time that I sub a new class, I always tell them, it's like, hey, I don't really like the titles Mrs. or the Mr., uh, so y'all can just refer to me as sub or sub G, because G is the first letter of my last name. <clears throat> and so, and I've been trying to gain some more confidence for the pronoun thing, um, but I think this is as far as I'll probably go. I'll probably make it prettier. I don't know if there's like any better stickers because it's just my handwriting. Um, and then I also have it in the back. I don't think I'm going to take this one off. <laughs> wow. Sub or sub G. She's subpar. But thankfully, that's going to wrap up this segment. More craziness next time. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, well, we're going to wrap this week up with a story that should not be covered at all. <laughs> but like a flaming car wreck, once you see it, you just can't turn away. So we're going to go down to Brazil, where we have a 37-year-old named Marivone Roca Moraes, who's claimed to have married a, I'm going to put it in air quotes, man of her dreams. But he's, he's, not, he's not real, David. He's not real. So apparently one day she complained to her mom about being single and stressed about not having a dance partner in an attempt to cheer her daughter up. Her mom made her a rag doll named Marcelo, and it was love at first sight. There's more. If that's not weird enough for you, Marias also claims that after being a romantic for several months, she was excited to announce that she and Marcelo are expecting a child. What? Um, yeah, so she wanted Marcelo to make an honest woman out of her before the, uh, air quotes baby arrived. They got married at a ceremony attended by 250 guests. I really wonder what is going on with that. And for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, I just want to reiterate that Marcelo is a life-size puppet and, um, she is dancing with the life-size puppet who appears to be, um, yes, at that I, I can't even describe the words because she is dancing up and down on that. Now, this last part, uh, it, it tops her wedding cake. It, it follows, you know, after the wedding that Marias claims she, he, she spent a solid 35 minutes in labor delivering their son, which apparently was streamed live online for 200 people to enjoy. Marias says that uh, married life with Marcelo is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue, and he just understands me. And it's a rag doll. <sighs> I was in labor for about 35 minutes as well, but a true actual baby came from it. Oh, God. He's even grown up. Lord, he doesn't still have the same us. length rag doll hair like you got going on with. Yeah. Did she have to breastfeed the baby too, I wonder? Did that happen? Oh, I'm sure she streamed that I, one as well. Oh, probably. Why not? Now, thankfully, <laughs> after sorry. having seen that, it's going to wrap up this week on Educated. 
We want to know from you your <laughs> on thoughts that on note. just that leg last segment, <laughs> all the things we talked about this week, and of course, hey, how about the lunch line episode where you learn all about the apples? Stay tuned for that. Keep your eyes peeled. But let us know. Give us your comments at stayeducated.org. All right. For Katie and myself, thanks for watching. And until next week, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.